Well, we are back again for another episode of Grip Wild Men Who Matter podcast. We got a special treat for you guys today, but before we get rolling, I want to see how my man Brando's doing. How you doing, B? What's up, man? It is vacation week for me, and uh, I probably should have told you that before right now on the microphone, but I'm headed out of town tomorrow with the family. Yeah, I'm not sure I approved that, man. How? What does vacation week even mean? In order for you to approve me going on vacation, we would have to have a process for which you would have to approve well, I guess I hope you have fun. I'll be working Why you vacationing, uh, if that's even a word. But hey, guys, we're in a little bit different place today. It's pretty cool. We're excited to, to bring you what we're bringing today. It may sound a little bit different because we're actually in a high school, which is pretty cool because today we're hanging out with Briarwood Christian School, which is a, is a school in Birmingham, Alabama. We're hanging out with their athletic director, who is also the head of the high school fishing team. His name is Jay Matthews. And the reason we're sitting with Jay is just his his organization, his team has done very well in the past couple of years um, uh, in high school fishing. They've One of their teams won the national championship in t- last year in 2018. Their team won the state championship uh, this year. And it's just really cool being, it's close to home for us. And it's cool just to kind of sit back and watch them as, you know, as we, as you know, we have a passion for fishing, at least I do. Brandon's still trying to figure it out. He still thinks duck hunting is is the way to, to uh, eternal life, but um, we're still working on um, helping him understand that um, God was, uh, Jesus was a fisherman, uh, not a hunter. Uh, we're going to save that for next week's episode where I break that down for you. But uh, Coach Matthews, man, how are you? Man, I'm great, man. Thank you for coming out to Briarwood and, and what an exciting thing you guys are doing here. Well, Coach, this is exciting just around Birmingham. And, and for those of us that pay attention to the outdoors and, you know, fishing and hunting, just to know that right here close to home, we've got some incredible talent and some some pretty cool success. So thanks for having us out. And just wanted to talk a little bit today, kind of how this thing started, because yeah. I know it's, we joked about it earlier when Steve and I were in school, we were skipping class to go fishing. There was no, there was not a sanctioned event. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we still get a lot of head scratching. People go, how do you even coach fishing? Isn't it all luck? Uh, so, but yeah, about eight years ago, we actually had a student here, Jake Turnbloom, who called me and said, coach. We hear coming back to Briarwood, would you start a fishing team? And I just said, sure. No clue what that meant. Uh, but here we are eight years later, and this has been quite a ride. I'll tell you what, it's uh, never could have imagined it uh, from the early days. Our first tournament, we did not catch a fish. I mean, we, we blanked out all of the boats down at Lake Martin years ago, and all of our guys, I was kidding them about being stocked pond fishermen, and you guys didn't know how to fish on the river, and I gave them a good chew in the house, you know, about, That's hilarious. about it. But, you know, I'll be honest with you, now our guys are very talented, and they teach me more than I could ever teach them. Man, that's so good. And, you know, I, I want to dive right in, Jay, and this idea. You know, look, you're eight years in, and, man, we talk about the why a lot at Group right. Wild. And, and I just want to kind of hear, you know, maybe – and a lot of times in our – you know, the things we find ourselves in in our life and our pursuit and, and seasons that we're in, we don't necessarily always know – like how we got there or why God called us to start it. And, and it sounds very, very similar there that you, there was an opportunity. You were available. You were willing, uh, as we talk about, you were willing to get in motion. And 
But now that you're eight years in and you've, you've kind of been able to see it unfold, what's your why there? Like, I mean, obviously it's going to take a lot of, it's a lot of time commitment. So right. what, what's your drive on that? And I think that's the most important question. I mean, I actually take the month of May every year. I call it Mission May and just reformulate in my mind, what is God's calling on my life? What am I supposed to do? And it's not just my vocation. It's, it's my family. It's my wife. It's my children. But it's been obvious to me, uh, God's primary call is just to love Him and love others of my life. But, but there's a secondary call for me, which is my life has always been around uh, students, loving them, talking to them about where they are, mentoring them. Not done it perfectly, but that's been my profession. And I've done it all different ways. I've been a youth pastor. I've coached golf. Uh, I've coached football for a number of years. I'm back coaching football again this year. Uh, but for me, coaching fishing, I think, has been the most rewarding or enjoyable of all of those things of fleshing out what that primary call is. And, and I spent uh, seven years as dean of discipline here, which is the same calling. It's just a different type of deal where it's that tough love and having to actually do some very tough things. But that's 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 my why I'm called to take students from around the age of 14 and 18 and walk with them and hopefully turn them out uh, on a path that stays out of the two ditches as much as possible, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, it, it, do you have, like, where where did, uh, so obviously you had to, when someone said fishing team, you're like, huh, that even exists. Yeah. But did you grow up fishing? Is there, is there this lane of, 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 a soul tie or enjoyment there for you? There is. I mean, one of my great memories is first time my dad taught me how to throw a bait caster and I hooked a fish at East Lake Park. Yeah, you know, so good. Uh, my, I remember actually being five years old and catching a big old giant brim at Lake Purdy with my mom ah, and dad. That's awesome. Uh, and then Kenny Frame, a friend of mine, used to take me to Logan Martin in high school. But that was always leisure, you mm-hmm. know, and it still is for me. I'm a leisure fisherman. I'm not a I'm not a competitive fisherman. Yeah. And people need to understand there is a difference in the two. <laughs> and uh, and it could drive you crazy if you actually got into competitive fishing and think it's just kind of fun, leisure fishing. The two are different. They're similar. The enjoyment's very similar. But uh, but yeah, it's been a it's been an eight year learning process on yeah. that end. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we talked about it just last week, Brandon, about how even though there's that love and that, that passion there. And even for me, when I was fishing competitively, uh, it, it, it was definitely where I was supposed to be. And it was definitely, I was in the right lane and it was very connected to my passion and my, my, my soul, but it, it was hard. And sometimes it's hard. And so there is a huge difference between leisurely fishing and competitive fishing, because though it is amazing, it can be very challenging mentally, physically, you know, uh, all of the above on, on your body. So I definitely, I've definitely lived that, that life and, and can attest to that. And, you know, and it's a two or three year process. Uh, we have a club the kids sign up for and they get a jersey and all, but to actually become a varsity travel guy. And then real quick story, Aaron Martins is an elite pro. He's one of our parents. His daughter uh, is on our fishing team. And some of our guys have gotten to fish with him when he's serious, serious. And how fast he fishes, but on purpose, no wasted cast. Yeah, he's he's out casting them three to one, and they just come back. There's a level of a professional fisherman that we really, our guys still can't grasp exactly what that is. So it's just like anything else. There's there's certain levels and expertise. That's a lot of hard work. Yeah, I love what you just said there. You made a statement about him on purpose, and like we love hearing sta- statements like that because. 
just this whole idea behind uh, men who matter and it's simply just being in motion, but even more so about being in motion, it's intentional, intentionality. And as you mentioned, and you painted a great picture of how Aaron Martins is, is everything he does is very fast and on purpose. Um, uh, talk to us a little bit about how you spend time m- maybe helping, helping your students understand how, what intentionality looks like to, to become better at not only what they do, but who they are. Well, a few years ago, I really felt like the thing I, I needed to make sure that I was doing was not play acting in front of them because I would not be presenting an authentic front. So the very first thing that students need to be able to see with me is that without Christ, it's impossible. And even with Christ, life is full of infinite number of distractions and our hearts really would rather be distracted and off course. So for me, it's a daily repentance. Uh, and that, it's, it's hard to understand that, but every, you know, I, I always tell all of my Sunday school classes, all my kids, same thing. I start each day with Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Sounds great. So I wake up every morning. All right, Lord, I'm yours. I'm going to do everything you say. But at the end of each day, my prayer is always the same. It's Romans 8. Therefore, thou now there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So I don't do it right every day. In fact, I don't really ever have a perfect day. But the beauty of the gospel is, guess what? I get up tomorrow and begin again. And uh, and so they have to see me, my failures. Um, they have to see me struggling to do it right. They have to see me that the fact that Christ is a part of my life, it's not just a tag on, you know. And it's hard at a Christian school because it, it's built in. I could easily go about my job and I'm a professional Christian. Got chapels and stuff programmed in. But if it's not real, it's not going to last, you know. You know, you mentioned earlier when we were getting started, just there's something about being on a boat with somebody, just that environment. It's an incubator you know, for influence. And that's one of the things that's big for us. And that's why we love this outdoors tie in, because for us, that's our incubator. That's when we go into these worlds, whether it's duck hunting or it's in the fishing boat, like we kind of open this door to another place in our soul. And so you, you're seeing that with your with your students, with the folks on this team. And what what kind of atmosphere, what have you gained? What kind of growth have you seen come out of that moment as opposed to where they spend the rest of their time here in the school, right? Yeah. What, what differentiates the two and how yeah. do you see that? Well, we have a saying around here, kids come alive between three to five, you know. Uh, and so they may be, you know, they may have a class or two that doesn't quite float their boat, you know. That's, that's how we all remember that. But – when you are being involved in helping a student get better at their passion and they know you're going to help them, they know you're invested in them, it provides the great, greatest opportunity to intersect their faith with real life living, you know. And they need to know that God invented the thrill of roller coaster rides. He, he knows the thrill of bass fishing. He, he invented it. He created those things, you know. And so that's there's great joy and adventure in living that way. These are this is a father who loves them as much fun as we would have taking our kids out teaching them how to fish. God is enjoying that moment as well. And so, when you're outside, you can't help but notice the beauty of creation. 
uh, I asked them to stop and watch sun, sunrises and sunsets. You know, we uh, take time to look at the fish. You know, I mean, we all miss that. But and then, then joking around, telling stories, um, making mistakes, uh, going through the drama of life. I mean, that's just what life is. And that's one of the great joys of my life. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, again, we, we never got an opportunity to really experience high school fishing and or college. I mean, I think two years after I graduated um, from college is when the whole college thing started. And, and so it sounds like it's just a great opportunity to 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 mesh that leisurely fishing and the competitiveness yeah. and begin to teach them that transition. And, and, and if you think about it, it's, it's really a beautiful transition of even life because yeah. you go from as, you know, pre-adulthood or, you know, especially a lot of your seniors graduating, kind of taking a step into college and in, in, into beginning stages of adulthood, you go from this leisurely lifestyle as children and as adolescents to, life's competitive that's right like it's a it, it's a constant competition of survival of uh, of remaining um true to yourself and identify you know making sure you understand who you are as is your identity and your identity in christ and not in the world so it's kind of a beautiful picture on the boat of leisurely fishing to competitive fishing you have an opportunity to begin painting that picture of this childhood life to this adult life and what it takes to to survive and 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 not only survive but thrive and 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 live a life of fulfillment yeah. in that so that's pretty cool yeah and you know part of making life work and i think the scriptures indicate this of just staying childlike you yeah. know that's that's where heaven so we're not too sophisticated to yeah. enjoy life yeah. uh at the same time though it's not idealistic uh God has ordained in your life certain cel celebratory days. Yeah. Cheer it up, man. Yeah. High five, hug, yeah. pump. Don't yeah. be too cool or casual to care. Yeah. He's also ordained, I think, some dark days, uh, days that you're going to need somebody else to even help you make it through. Yeah. And then the rest in between are just kind of normal type stuff. But that's not a boring day. It's not even an insignificant day. It's a day of meaning. But if every day were a celebration, that would lose its appeal. If every day were dark, you couldn't make it. So that's that's kind of the the up and downs and pace of life that's going to carry us right to that final breath type thing. Yeah. Coach, you said something a minute ago that really just caught my attention. And you were referencing being in a boat and building these relationships with these kids. And you said something. You said when you're investing in somebody and their passion and they know it, it'll cause them to push further. It'll cause them Absolutely. to chase that fire. That's right. And I think that's so strong and that's such a huge thing because think about in your life, my life, our life, where I've had those people walk into my life, run beside me. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that they wanted more from me. They were on my side. They were pushing me. Those were the seasons of life where I grew the most. But I don't want to run by that and miss the flip side of the coin, which is the the life value that you get out of those moments, right? Yes, the moments no where you're investing in somebody else is not emptying, it's filling, right? Because right. you're walking away with that blessing. Yeah. And I would be lying if I said that I don't get down and discouraged in my job because you sometimes you feel like you're a guy selling something that no one's interested in. You know, there's that constant pull. But even when I get to the end of my rope, the Lord is always gracious to bring a kid to me at the right time. It's rare, you know, and say, hey, coach, you know, when you checked in me the other day, that meant a lot. Thank you. Well, that that picked me up. That that was the encouragement I needed. And uh, 
So yeah, I, you know, this generation is so interesting because uh, because of the cell phones and social media and all. It's so easy to be self focused, uh, to be in the boat just by yourself. It's all about me. Thing I love what we've done, but by pushing team concepts and learning they can they can grow together and help each other out. It's made all the difference in the world. And you know the bottom line is by yourself, all the trophies and accolades, that doesn't love you back. It's just empty. I mean, these trophies are sitting here, they're pretty to look at, but they're nothing. But the people loving you back because you've loved them together, that creates an energy, uh, it creates a life on mission. It's 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 what God designed us to be running on. Yeah, absolutely. We we talk a lot about this difference between success and significance and how your success, your trophies, your accolades, they die with you, but your significance can live on forever. And how do we continue to be intentional about helping, especially young men, understand what it looks like to live a life of significance? You know, but also I wanna jump back to what you said, Brandon, because this could be, our, our, I think, our great challenge. It was a, an amazing statement. When you pour into someone who's living out their passion, it makes them, or you encourage their passion. What did you say? What did you say? So when you're investing in someone and they know it, and you're investing in their passion, it makes them push harder to chase after that thing. Absolutely. And so just to think, think about the idea of, you know, men, we talk about what it looks like to be a man who matters. And I think our challenge for you today is, is consider that even if, if you see a young man who's passionate about something, even if you're not passionate about it, if you just be willing to intentionally pour in them, encourage them, speak into them, there's no telling what that will do for them. Because again, we talk about all the time that this, the, a huge step in your pursuit of fulfillment is connecting your passion to your purpose. And when you do, you'll begin to live a life of significant impact. So men, if you see opportunities to speak into a young man who's passionate about something, you may be playing a pivotal part to them connecting it to why they exist, which would be the next generation of impactful men in our communities. And I want to layer on top of that. Don't get hung up in a downhill relationship, right? Like you're surrounded, you're listening to this day, you're surrounded by other men, friends, guys on your level. Like you can be an encourager to those guys just as much as you can in some kind of mentoring relationship, right? And so start there. Start with what's closest. Who are the people closest to you that need a word of encouragement? You know what they're passionate about. You hang out with them all the time. You guys talk about the same stuff and you're probably passionate about a lot of the same stuff. How can you push the people around you further after their passion and chasing after their purpose? Absolutely, B. And if we're honest, that's when you begin to experience these, this word like legacy and living a life of legacy because your legacy will live on after you and your legacy will, ne will not have anything to do with what you achieved in your life. It will be who you, who you added value to and who you poured into. And Jay, I just want to say, man, you are, you are living a, out a legacy right now. You are being a man who matters because you are in motion by simply being intentional and pouring into and adding value to people. And those people are the young men um, of, this fishing team, of this fishing team and, and the school. I mean, you're the athletic director here at Briarwood, so you, you, get, you really get an opportunity um, to make a difference in a lot of young men and women. Um, and so that's, that's exciting. Um, yeah. So you're being a man who matters. And, 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 and I just want to encourage you guys to begin thinking about where does my legacy stand? And how do 
I intentionally pursue leaving a legacy and it has nothing to do with your talent, your treasures, your abilities, your experience. It has all to do with how you're adding value to people. I will say that I get to work with people who model that and so encourages me. And then as I was brought to Christ and the, the, the word we use is discipled, but that's kind of a you know catchy term. That's a churchy word. Yes, yeah, churchy word. But basically it's like, I'm going to walk with you. And Paul said, you know, live like, you know, live your life like me. I'm a pattern, you know. And so it, it's, it, it gets all the way back to the early stages of the church, you know. Well, you're doing a great job, Coach. And, man, I appreciate you letting us come out sure. and, and check out the trophies and, yeah. and talk a little <laughs> bit about fishing because yeah. anytime we get to talk about outdoor stuff is a good day in my book. And so, man, wish you guys all the best this summer coming up for the national championship. Can't wait to keep following along and see what happens. Well, again, Jay, I just want to thank you. And, man, as it's, it's cool as it is to see these trophies, national championship and, and your state championship, and even you wrote a cool book called Winning Edge, Edges Fishing. But if all we ever do is pursue success and we lose sight in significance and being a man of significance in our life, we will be empty. And I see that in you, Jay. So mm. I'm so grateful for that. Thank I'm you. so grateful to, to be able to constantly meet men who are pursuing significance and doing so not only in a godly way, in a biblically structured way, but in a way that's going to impact generation after generation after generation. And one day these trophies will be covered in dust, mm. but they, I believe, they will remember Jay Matthews because of how he valued the students that God blessed him with and had an opportunity to to spend time with while you were here on earth. So that's awesome, man. So I'm glad, I'm glad we got to spend some time together. So until next time, just like Jay Matthews, you are a man who matters and don't forget it. We'll see you guys next week.